your Bibles, um, the main scripture that we're going to look at is in uh, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And today's message is, is, is basically called, Hear, Speak, and Do. Okay, so take your Bibles out. I have, a, I have a lot of scriptures as well, so I need you to follow along with me. Hear, Speak, and Do, that's, that's the scriptures here today. But before we do that, um, can you go to the next slide? Hit the next slide. And as you're turning to Joshua, everybody look at this just for a second. The first scripture at the top here, it says Romans 10, 17. And so everybody repeat after me. So then, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So how does faith come? Hearing what? The Word of God. Okay, and so, so this morning, if you want to increase your faith, I want you to listen today, amen? I am, I'm excited about this Word. And the Word of God is living, it's active, and it wants to help us, He wants us to grow. And so now, if you have your Bible, turn to Joshua chapter 1, Joshua 1, 6-9. We've been talking about the Sun Stand Still series, and a phenomenal book by Pastor Stephen Furtick. It's called Sun Stand Still. If you haven't gotten it, you can download it for your uh, book, your, uh, your electronic reader. You can go to the bookstore, you can order it. It's a phenomenal book. I challenge you to get it so, so you'll grow. But here we go, Joshua chapter 1. Verses 6 to 9, before we do it, let's pray. Father, we receive the Word of God today because we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so, Lord, today I am your vessel. Use me, I humble myself. And Lord, let me, through you, speak your words of life into every person that's here today. And then, when Lord, when this message goes on CD, it goes on the Internet, Lord, I also pray that this message would breathe life into the souls of those who hear it, God, because we need your life today. So, Lord, as we hear the word, we want to hear the word, we want to speak the word, and then we want to do the word. So we receive your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Joshua 1, 6 through 9. God says to Joshua in verse 6, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Verse 7, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. The second part of this verse says, Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now here's the key, here's the key part. Verse 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Everybody say mouth. Mouth, mouth okay? Meditate on it day and night. Say meditate. meditate. On it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then check this out. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Did you hear what God said? He said if you... Meditate on the Word. If you speak the Word of God and you know it and you follow it, you will be successful and prosperous. Isn't that awesome? Come on. This is better than a get-rich scheme quick. Get-rich quick scheme. This is better than going to some conference and learning all these things which can be helpful. This, This is better than your master's degree. This is better than your doctorate. And those are awesome. I'm glad you have those things. But the Bible says that if we know the Word of God, we've got to speak it out, we've got to meditate on it, and meditate, as, I, as I've told you, it means to ruminate the Word. It means to chew on it, chew on it, talk about it, think about it, think about how it applies to your life. And then it says, if you're careful to obey these things, you will be successful and prosperous. Isn't that awesome? Verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Where is God with you? Wherever you go. Amen? Alright, are you ready? The Word of Jesus, the Word of God is life. Jesus is life. Amen? His words are life. His ways are life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. In fact, Hebrews 4.12, I have these scriptures. I just want you to read these with me. 
Um, I'm going to read them out. You just listen. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of heart. So this, this is not just a book, okay? Right? Everybody have a Bible? At home, somewhere in the pew? This is not just a book. It is the living Word of God. Amen? So it says that it cuts, it helps... John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So every time you crack open the book of uh, the Bible, it's not just the Word of God, it is God speaking to you. Amen? It's not a textbook. It's not just about poetry. It's not just history, which it has some of those things in it. But it is life. Amen? Then the next scripture, there's what it says, John 1.14, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only. God is with us. Amen? So when you read the Word, it illuminates you, it wakes you up, and it brings you back into the presence of God. The next scripture, John 11. Can I have the next slide? John 11, verses 25 to 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I hope you believe this. Amen? The next scripture, John 14, 6. Jesus said 6, says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't that awesome? You should be jumping. This is better than the Ravens. This is better than Washington Redskins. This is better than than the Capitals. This is better than a billion dollars in the bank. Jesus is life. Amen? Amen? I'm going to give it to you full. Okay, whether there's 50 of us or 5,000, all right? Jesus is the life. And you see, preachers are not content just to preach the Word. We're not just content with you hearing a nice Word, writing the notes, going, well, that was a nice message, then going home and forgetting it. We want you to speak it into your life. Amen? We want you to take these Scriptures and speak them. And not only do we want you to hear them and speak them, but then we want you to do them. Because the Bible says that we have to be not only hearers of the Word, but what? Doers of the Word. And so the doing part is what increases your faith. And so... We want you to hear the Word, we want you to speak the Word, and we want you to do the Word. You see, because faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. The more you hear the Word, the more you speak the Word, and the more you do the Word, the stronger you get spiritually. Amen? And then in every aspect of your life, it helps you. And so, you have to be intentional about making it grow. Pastor Stan can't make you grow, right? You have to make yourself grow. Uh, You have to get in the Word. You have to speak it. You have to believe it. And know that God is with you. And if you have a Bible, it is the most powerful book that you own. It is not merely, as I said, a written book. It is a living book that will give you life for the rest of your life. Amen? That's why why they're trying to make it illegal. Have you noticed that? Why do you think our forefathers in this nation took the Word of God and put it on our monuments? Because it's living. Why is there a group of people trying to take it down? Because it's living. Why is it illegal to pray in the name of Jesus? Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen? In fact, listen to this. Acts 8, 5-8 says, Philip went down... Do I have the scripture? I do. Philip went down to, in Samaria and proclaimed Christ there. Okay? So he speaks the word. And when the crowds heard, so they, hear, they heard Philip and they saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said with shrieks, Evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in the city. You see this? 
Do you see what Jesus does? When you speak the love and the, the power in the name of Jesus, things happen. Amen? And so you and I must not be afraid of the Word of God. We must know it. We must live it. We must do it. In fact, this morning, basically, Stephen Furtick says the Bible describes a process of spiritual formation. And we're going to talk about those three things. Okay, The first one in a second is hearing the Word of God. Hearing the Word initiates faith. Speaking the Word activates faith. And finally, doing the Word demonstrates faith. Okay, So here you are, the first one. Hearing the Word initiates faith. Write that down. Hearing the Word initiates faith. The first part of this, I'm going to read it again. John 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. There is only one place you can acquire faith. It's through the Word of God and the Spirit of God speaking into your life. Amen? You have to receive the Word. In the Word, you will find promises from God about your life. They will be personal. It will ignite your faith. It will, it will ignite your understanding. It will breathe life into you. It will give you joy. Why do you think everything that we do opposes you when you try to read the Word in the morning or in the afternoon, right? Phone calls come. The dishwasher breaks down. You get called into work. Every time you try to get into the Word, something tries to oppose you. Why? Because the Word of God is life. And the devil is afraid of what the Word of God can do in your life. Amen? He fears the power of the Word in your life. And if he can keep you busy, he can keep you on Twitter and Facebook and on CNN and MSN and Fox News and, and, and all that stuff. And he can keep you in the magazines and he can keep you out of the Word of God. He knows that your faith will be weak. He knows that. He knows that if, if you get in the Word, then he will be in trouble. So you've got to say, the Word of God will initiate my faith. Amen? And to live by this audacious faith that, that, that Joshua did when he said, God, let the sun stand still. And it did. It's because he knew the Word. He lived the Word. And you see, as I talked about, when you hear sermons, God ignites something in you. When you come to church on Sunday mornings, when you listen to a Bible study, when you hear a verse, when you read a verse aloud, God ignites your mind and your thoughts and He gives you creativeness. He gives you faith. He gives you courage. Amen? So you and I have to saturate our minds with the Word of God. Amen? Come on, you have to saturate your mind with the Word of God so much that it begins to flow out of your life. Amen? More than what the world says. Amen? You see, Joshua, he had the right to pray the sun stand still prayer because in the Israelite people, the Word of God was an integral part of their day. In fact, if you have, I think I have it, is in Deuteronomy 11. Do I have this? Deuteronomy 11. Deuteronomy 11. Deuteronomy 11, it says, it says, I'm just going to read parts of it. It says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit, you sit at home or when you, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the doorposts, the door frames of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land. And so God is saying, know the word, teach the word to your children. Amen? You see, this was a way of life for the children of Israel. They, they memorized the Word. They knew the Word. And I'm sad to say, how many Christians know the Word? How many of us memorize the Word? How many of us are quoting Scriptures? Now, you don't have to be a weirdo and have your kids say, okay, before we eat breakfast, you've got to know the Ten Commandments. Don't do that kind of stuff. Amen? It might help them a little bit. Uh, but, but help them. You see, the Word of God is more important than sports stars and their statistics. Amen? The Word of God is more important than musicians and their songs. I love music. 
I listen to all kinds of music, and I, and I love it. But I love the Word of God more. You see, parents, it's your job to teach your kids about the Word of God. In fact, the Word of God will get them farther in life more than trigonometry, more than biology, more than economics, more than philosophy, more than politics. The Word of God. Those things are important. You need to teach them. They need to learn that. But the Word of God must be more important to them than those things. Did you remember what Joshua said? If you hear these things and you don't go right to the left and you obey these things, you will be prosperous and successful. Isn't that awesome? So moms and dads, I know we're around here there's so much pressure for your kids to do well and, and to, for them to study and they should do that. But put the Word of God in them. Let them teach them to love the Word of God. Because that's what's going to carry them through those times where when they're unemployed, when they're dealing with a, a hard professor, when, when there's a, a difficulty at work or in the family, the Word of God is going to carry them through those times. Amen? So make the Word of God prominent in your life. In fact, go ahead and turn to, to Deuteronomy 28. I put that on there. Deuteronomy 28. Let me just show you what God said. Here's what He said to them about the Word of God. Deuteronomy, pull it out. Just pull out your Bible. Pull out a Bible. If not, if you, you can listen. But Deuteronomy 28, it's not on my notes. It just says, see Deuteronomy 28. Here's, here's what God is saying. You've, you've got to teach your kids this. Amen? Come on. Your, your grandchildren. You don't have kids? Teach yourself this. Deuteronomy 28 says this, verse 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and, can, and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey who? The Lord your God. Check this out. Here's what he said. Now, Pastor, and this is Old Testament. The Word of God is still the Word of God. He says this in verse 3. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and all the young of your livestock and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Wait a minute, Pastor. We, well, this is not an agrarian society. Just translate into that your work, your, your, your job, and what you're doing. God will bless it. And then verse 8, you will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Verse 7, then the Lord will grant the enemies who rise up against you, you they will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. So when does all this come? When we obey and know the word of God. Now, there's a contrast to this. If you skip down to verse 19, 15, it says, However, if you do not obey the word of God, and you do not carefully follow His commands and His decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And it's, it's just reverse of that. Know the word of God. Amen, friends? Teach your kids. Now, I'm not into the blab and grab it. I'm not rub the magic Bible and poof God's blessings. But if you listen to the word, you obey the word, you live the word of God, there is blessings in it. It makes you smarter. It makes you more prosperous. Remember I talked about the children of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God blessed them. They were ten times smarter than those who, who had the best educations in that land of Babylon at the time. You see, God can do that in you. God can do that in your job and in your career, in your school, if you know the Word. Amen? Don't go to the right or to the left, politically even. Don't believe everything the politicians tell you. Come on, church, I'm going to get, off the, I'm going to get on that, that soapbox for a second. This is more important than what the Democrats or the Republicans are ever going to tell you. Know the Word of God. You see, every political party, every, every leader takes a little bit of the Word of God and they twist it to say what they want to say so that you'll vote for them. That's why you and I need to know this Word. Yes, you can vote whatever you want, but you've got to pray for them. You want to be prosperous? Know the Word. 
Amen? Come on, church. Amen? This is good preaching. Prioritize. See, the presence of God is more important in my life than anything else. Amen? Show me your glory. God wants to pour out His glory in your life. The second thing, you do good? This is good, amen? All right. Thank you. Speaking the Word, number two, speaking the Word activates faith. Speaking the Word activates faith. Joshua 1.8 Speaking the Word activates faith. Joshua 1.8 Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now typically, many of us, and I've done this plenty of times, when I've read this, automatically my mind subconsciously translates mouth into heart or mind. How many of you have done that before? You read this and you think, it says, do not let this book of the, of the law depart from your mouth. My, my brain will subconsciously say your heart or your mind. But you see, God didn't say that. He said what? Specifically what? Mouth. Because there's power. When God created the earth, what did He do? He spoke. He spoke and it was done. And you see, the Word of God spoken it, it, there's a spiritual law. I don't understand it. And in and, and the spiritual realm, it speaks into your life. Don't be afraid of speaking the Word of God. And so, God says to the children of Israel, do not let the Word of my law depart from your mouth. Meditate it on a day and night that you may be careful. You see, lots of people get information from the Word of God, but there's no real transformation because we don't speak it and we don't do it. Amen? I met a lot of people, they know the Word of God, but they're not living the Word of God. There's a big difference. Amen? And so God wants you not just to know it, but He wants you to live it, because when we encounter the Word of God, the potential of faith is born in your soul. A new hope. Maybe, maybe life seems hopeless, but then you begin to read the Word of God, and all of a sudden there's a new hope. God springs into you. God will speak something into your life, and, or a new thought. Amen? You see, before Joshua could make his son stand still prayer work, he had to know the Word of God. He had to know the ways of the Word. He had to speak it. And I, and I find, it's kind of interesting because I'm reading in this book, and I find that preachers, we, we like to preach to ourselves. Okay? When I pray, I preach. And when I'm driving in my car, I'm preaching. I'm preaching to myself. Because you see, sometimes I get frustrated at my inconsistencies. I get frustrated at my faults. And so I start preaching to myself. Or I get frustrated that I'm stressful or fearful about something. And so I begin to preach the Word of God to myself. Because you know what? Just like you, I get overwhelmed by stress. Just like you, on occasion, my family faces more month than money. There are times when I get hit with doubts and fears just like you. There are times when, when out of the blue, we get, we get this weird tax bill or this weird medical bill or this weird car bill. And so then all of a sudden my flesh is, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And then I begin to preach my, the Word of God. Do not be anxious about anything, but bring every prayer and petition to God. Or my God shall supply my every need according to His riches and glory. Amen? Or I even quote what Joshua says, God is with us. Do not be fearful. Be strong. Be courageous. Do you see what I'm saying? And when I find that I start doing that, I begin to quote God's promises in His Scriptures, my mind begins to change. It goes back to, my heart stops beating fast. My mind says, you know what? God is in control. And God has always taken care of me and my family. And we have everything that we need and sometimes even things that we want. God blesses us. So I will say, Stan Nelson, why are you fearful? Why are you doubting? 
Why are you stressing? Why are you worried? You see, I'm preaching to myself. And you see, friends, you need to do the same thing. The psalmist David said, he said, soul, listen up. He said, oh my soul, why are you worried? And you need to speak to yourself. I know people say, You're, I'm psychotic. They're speaking to themselves all the time. You do it anyway, right? Did I forget, did I forget to turn off the coffee pot? Did I, would I put my... Co- you see, so you don't have to be weird about it, but speak the word of, of God to yourself. Don't let it just be preachers, amen? You see, when, when you read the word, it helps you recalculate your resources according to what God says. And I'm sure Joshua revisited God's word to him being strong and courageous. Remember, they, they marched in the desert for 40 years. I'm sure he kept saying, this is the promise of God. And then when God said to him, go across the Jordan, take the promised land, I'm sure he had to requote the scripture in Joshua 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen? You don't have to fear. God is with you wherever you go. Amen? You see, your faith will begin to rise. Your feelings and fears will go away. Your feelings will change and your fears will go away when you start speaking the Word of God in your life. In fact, I have a little handout that I want to give. I think we have one for everybody. Can I just give a little help? There's a handout. And we just want to talk about this just for a second. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Pastor Dave. And, and so every one of you get this little handout. And I want, I want to just quickly in a moment, you're going to get this handout. And I want you to look at it. And I want you to take it home. And I, I want you to begin to, to use this. I want you to begin to believe this. Because, you see, a lot of times, the world is telling us, put in the earplugs. Put on the TV. T- turn on the internet. Turn on the radio. Put on the XM. And just fill your mind with all this stuff. But I'm, what I'm telling you is that stuff's going to kill you if you're not filling yourself up with the Word of God. Amen? Amen? I mean, I enjoy sometimes sitting on the couch and watching a sports game or, or a TV show or putting in a movie. I, I love sometimes putting on the radio or a CD or putting on music. I love that. But then I say, you know what? I also love the Word of God and I've got to, I have to read the Word of God. I have to quote myself. I have to, the, the Word of God to myself. I have to preach to myself. I have to hear the Word of God because remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And the Word is God and He was the Word of God. And so there's, there's, there is power in this Word. Amen? So does everybody have one of these? Can you make sure they get themselves upstairs? Everybody have one of these? All right, I'm going to wait till everyone gets one. I want you to have this. We're going to go through this just real quick. We have plenty of time. You're doing good on time. Amen? The Super Bowl doesn't start till 6.30 tonight. You don't have to worry about that. Amen? I mean, it might start at 7, actually. All the, all the stuff they keep talking about all day long. I'm sure the players are ready to go. So everybody have this now? So I just want you to look at it with me, okay? And I want you to take this home. This is not. This is from the book, Sun Stand Still. The first thing is this, is this. You need to start saying to yourself, I am fully forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. Amen? Romans 8, 1 and 2, right there says, Therefore, therefore, therefore there is no more condemnation for those of Christ Jesus. Number two, I act in audacious faith to change the world in my generation. God has called you to change the world. Number three, I have no fear or anxiety. I trust the Lord with all my heart. And that scripture is in there. Do not let your heart be anxious. Okay, that's in there. That's Philippians. Number four. I am able to fulfill the calling God has placed on my life. It's right there. Amen. You have purpose from God. Number five. I am fully resourced to do everything God has called me to do. Philippians 4.13. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. Look at me just for a second. I want to free you through the Word of God from this poverty mentality the church has. In your life, well, we can't afford it. If we keep saying that, God only gives us what we expect Him to give. Do you understand that? 
Come on, every, every church, you, you wonder why some churches explode. You wonder why things happen. You wonder why it seems like they always have money because they believe God for that money. And whenever they let the budget constrict them or whenever they, they think the giving constrict them, they only do small things. And you have to get out of this mentality. You see, God is not broke. Never has been, never will be. God owns the cattle on a thousand hill. God owns and made everything, amen? And I'm not talking about you having babes and bucks and blingage and all that. I'm talking about God can meet your every need according to His riches. Whose riches? His riches. Not the euro, not the dollar, not the economy that's always up and down. His riches are firm. So you need to start believing, hey, if God's called me to go to school, He's going to provide. If God has called me to do this job, He's going to provide. If God wants my kids to do this or wants me to do that or wants me to go on this mission trip, He is going to provide. If God wants Rockville Assembly God to give a million dollars a year to missions, He will provide. Amen? Amen? You see, the budget works for you. Don't work for your budget. Come on, Amen? amen. Have a budget. Know what you spend. Know what comes in and out. But make it work for you. Know the Word of God. God can do anything. And church, I'm telling you, I'm tired of the church in America living with this poverty mentality. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. Why not? God only gives a church what they think they can afford. That's good preaching. God only gives Christians what they think they can afford. And you start believing, you know what, Pastor? I'm going to start believing God for my family, for God to do all things so, so you need to start quoting the scriptures. I'm fully resourced to do everything God has called me to do. Number six, I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. Isn't that awesome? Psalm 139 talks about how you're awesome. You are wonderfully made by God. Number seven, I am, uh, this, you're married. I, I am a faithful spouse. If you're single, you can be single and happy. Amen? You can, if, if you want to get married someday, pray for that person. If you don't want to get married, then just pray God watches over you. Pray that God blesses your family, your singleness. Amen? So there's some scriptures there. Number eight. I am completely whole, physically, mentally, and emotionally. You can be whole. Amen? There's scriptures there. Read, read these scriptures later on. Number nine. I am an increasing influence and favor for the kingdom of God. You see, God wants you to influence people's lives at your work, at your home, at your school. Amen? Number ten. I am enabled. I am enabled to walk in the sacrificial love of Christ. You see, we need the love of God to love other people. Amen? It's hard sometimes. Number, number uh, 11, I have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision I make. You see, before you buy the house, before you get the job, before you accept that calling, you should say, God, tell me what to do. Read the scriptures. Amen? Then finally, number 12, I am protected from all harm and evil in Jesus' name. Come on, say that, in Jesus' name. You don't need to fear. Come on, Amen? Stop living in fear. God is with you. I want you to take these. You can photocopy them. You can buy the book. You, you can, in fact, you can go online and, and look for that. You can look for this. It's there. I want you to put it on your mirror. I want you to put it somewhere. Put it in your Bible and start looking over this and start quoting that. When you start feeling fearful, I want you to quote it. Amen? Let me give you some examples. Pastor Stephen Furtick. Listen to this. This is powerful. This is what happened. He gave this to his church. He said, he said church, he, he said, start quoting these. Start, start believing this. When you start feeling the, the weight of the world or the, or the flesh coming, check this out. One teenager wrote to tell me about how she had been cutting herself in the bathroom at school because she felt ugly and unwanted. But she started to renew her mind each day, several times a day by speaking. I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. As she did so, the need to dull the edge of her self-loathing mind set gradually subsided. Last I heard, it's been six months since she cut herself. 
One woman whose husband had recently abandoned the family told me that reading these confessions and speaking God's word with her children each night had given her the will to keep living. Since she started speaking God's word daily, her friends and family say they can sense God's peace radiating from her life. And finally, a business owner asked if he could, if we could give him a stack of these confessions and pass them on to everyone in his company. He said that in over 35 years of being a Christian, he's never felt more closely connected to God's purpose in his work, work life than he has start, since he started speaking God's word. You see, you have to speak the word of God. Amen? It's life. Hear the word. Speak the word. And finally, number three is doing the word demonstrates faith. So we have to hear the word of God. We have to speak the word. And finally, the last thing is we have to do the word which demonstrates our faith. You see, before we get too preachy with ourselves, before, before we just keep speaking things out, let's be reminded that we have to be doers of the word also. Amen? You see, this is, and I'm going to get on to you a little bit. I'm going to get on to myself. Here's what James says. I have two sets of scriptures. I have it in the message of the NIV. I love what the message says. Listen to this. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? I love that. In fact, I'm going to read it to you again. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? King James says, faith without works is dead. The NIV says, in the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. You see, the church in America is dead in this sense. We hear the Word. We speak the Word. But we stop short of doing the Word. Come on, amen? I'm guilty. You see, God says, don't just hear it. Don't just speak it. But you must do it. You see, here's where many believers, we don't believe that God can save our family, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors. We're afraid. Oh, I might offend them. They might think I'm weird. They already think you're weird anyway. Get over it. And just speak the Word of God in lives. And I, I told you about my neighbor when we moved into our townhome in Urbana. His name was Mike and, the, and we were changing the locks and the day we closed. He, he, we were changing the locks and he comes and I could just see we reeked of alcohol. And he said, hey man, did, did you know about the ghosts that live here? And I said, man, I don't believe in ghosts. I, I believe in the Holy Ghost. And he says, you know, and I began to talk to him about Jesus and over the months I would, I would speak the Word of God to him. And I'd say, Mike, the only way you're going to be free of this alcohol is, yes, you, you should go to a 12-step program, but only Jesus is going to set you free. And you need to accept Jesus. I gave him a Bible. And then in, in a few, before he left, before he moved away, he said, man, Stan, I, I've accepted Jesus. And I'm slowly getting the victory over this alcohol. The Word of God was spoken. He acted on it. You must tell someone about Jesus. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Well, they might be offended. Jesus says, I am the rock of offense. You will stumble on me, but then you will become alive. So church, you see these empty pews today? I know half of it's empty because of the snow. We need to fill this in. We need to do the Word. Matthew 20, 18-19, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, teaching them to obey my Word. Amen? And Jesus says in that same quote, I will be with you wherever you go. So when you go to your friends, your co-workers, say, God, let me speak life into them. Amen? You see, it's not faith. It's just, it's just a mental ascent. It's just, hey, I'm, I'm doing good. It's not faith until we do it. You see, we will never walk in a dashes faith if we never do the Word. You see, it plays out in total obedience based on the Word of God. And, and I read this and I launched this sermon series on this scripture out of Matthew 14, 
You see, Jesus tells the disciples, I'm going to pray here on the mountain for a while. You guys go ahead and get in the boat, go on the other side of the lake, and I'll meet you on the other side of the lake. We, we preach this, so I'm not going to tell the whole thing. But Matthew 14, 25, it says this. During the fourth night, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus, verse 29, come, he said. Peter got down out of the boat and walked in the water and came towards Jesus. You see, all three of the things that we've talked about, hearing the word, speaking the word, and doing the word, happens right here. It starts with Peter hearing the word of Jesus. They're in the boat. They're they're, they're fearful. Jesus is walking in the water. They think it's a ghost. Jesus says, do not be afraid. It is me. It's I. So, hearing the word of God, it transforms him from being a terrified disciple into, hey, Jesus is there. I'm good. I'm safe. Amen. Do you see this? His faith was stirred on the inside. And friends, as you read the Word of God and you hear biblical sermons, the level of your belief is going to begin to be lifted. Amen? You'll begin to believe what God can do in your life. And it begins to initiate your faith. It's not the end. You see, you're still in the boat, but you're beginning to hear the Word. You begin to allow God to speak into it. Then the next step is to speak it. To active faith, activate your faith, you must speak it. Peter does this and he says, If it's you, tell me to come out. He's vocalizing his, his expression of faith. He's going public. He's putting his miracle into motion. He's not out of the boat yet. He hears the word. He speaks the word. And finally, Peter acts on faith and he steps out of the boat. He doesn't just listen to the word. He doesn't just speak it. He what? He does it. You see, his faith doesn't get activated until he does what? He steps on the water and he breaks, he breaks the law that Archimedes said that, that is what? The law of what? Bowency. Okay? And so he, he steps on the water and he begins to walk in the water. And of course, we all like, well, he slipped, but he was the only one that got out. He acted on his faith. He did the word of God. He walked on water. He did the impossible. You see, it was not until he risked. It was not until he was, said, I don't care about failure. I don't care about embarrassment. I don't care about physical harm. The supernatural power of Jesus intervened and he walked on the water. And his faith was strengthened. You see, my friends, I'm telling you the same thing. Your faith isn't magically going to happen and it's not going to magically increase because you want to do something big for God. It's going to be small steps of faith. Every small step of faith that you take, God will increase your faith. You'll grow stronger. You'll grow more confident in God. Amen? I want to challenge you because, see, God has called you to do great things for Him in your home, in your school, in your work, in your community, in your country, and where you live now. But it begins when we begin this, this methodology of hearing the Word, speaking the Word, and doing the Word. And when we get into this rhythm, we will notice that our faith muscle starts to get stronger. Our confidence in God begins to grow. Our fear gets less. Our anxiety goes down more. Amen? It doesn't all happen once, but it begins to grow stronger and stronger. Your outlook becomes more clearer. You have more faith. You're not worried about what the government says or what, what the news says about the economy or the weather or, or all the sicknesses. And you begin to say, you know what? God protects me. Amen? You don't worry about dying because if you die, you know you're going to be with Jesus. Amen? You see, the Scriptures will dominate the emotions of discouragement and fear and frustration. And you will feel strength in your soul as God enables you not just to stand up, but to walk out. 
And church, I'm telling you, friends, I'm telling you, God wants to do great things, but you have to take the step of faith now. You have to take this message, you have to hear it, you have to speak it into your life, and now you have to do something with it. Are you willing to do that now? Are you willing to let God take your life and your spiritual life to a new level? You see, some of you, you've been at this career and you've been stuck there for years and God's been waiting for you to step out in faith. Maybe it's a different career. Maybe it's a new thing. Maybe your family needs Jesus, but you haven't been reaching out. You haven't been praying for them. You haven't expected God to change their heart. Maybe there's a financial miracle, a medical miracle, an emotional miracle God needs to do in your life. He's waiting for you to step out. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. Would you stand with me this morning? You see, friends, God is going to do great things. But it takes a commitment to hearing the Word. It takes a commitment to speaking and doing the Word. It takes a commitment by letting God flow in your lives. I'm telling you, church, I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. And that's why I'm here is because God is doing great things in this church. He's doing great things in your life. Amen? Come on in. Well, Pastor, where is everybody? You're here. You needed this message today. You need to receive what God is saying today. Amen? Begin to hear the Word. Begin to speak the Word. Begin to do the Word. Amen? Father, I pray over my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that You'd help us in this church to begin to do the Word. Let us hear the Word. Let us be changed by the Word. Let us begin to speak the Word into our lives. Let us begin to do the Word, God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the message of Christ. And Lord God, your word says that we're not to be only hearers of the word, but we're to be doers of the word, God. Doers of the word. So Lord, let the church be doers of the word. Let this church be doers of the word, God. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, I release every person here to be doers of the word. I pray that, Father, when the enemy rises up against us, we speak the word of God to him just as Jesus did. That, Lord, when we're maybe in the wilderness of of, of what's going on in our lives, we will begin to just quote the Scriptures and remind ourselves that You have a call in our lives, God. Maybe we've been looked over for promotion. Maybe we've been struggling in our career. Maybe we've been struggling in our schooling. God, I pray that You speak life into every person here. And they begin to speak Your purpose out in their school, in their life, in their kids, in their grandkids, in their singleness, in their marriage, God. Because You want us to begin to live an audacious life for You to change the world, God. So, Lord, it's only going to happen when we hear the Word and we speak the Word and we do the Word, Father God. Friends, God is calling you and I to live a bigger life than what we do. And I am going to open up the altars to you. I want you to come. If God has been speaking, you say, you know what, I need to get over this fear. I need to get over this thing. Or you know what, yes, I need to speak the Word of God more. Or yes, I need to hear the Word of God more. Or you know what, I need to do the Word of God. I want you to come down this morning. Come on, say, God is speaking to me. I want God to do this big thing, but I've got to take a small step of faith. Come on to the front. Say, that's me. I want God to do this small thing in my life. Come on down. I want, I want to step out. I want to hear the Word of God. I want to speak the Word of God. And then finally, I want to do the Word of God. I want this God dream to come real. You see, God is calling some of you from a dead or a mundane faith. He's calling you to a living faith. I want you to come down. So that's me, Pastor Stan. Or some of you, God is calling you from this poverty mentality faith. And He wants to free you of it. Well, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. God can do anything. Amen? Come on down. Come on down. Friends, can you turn the piano down just a little bit in the monitors? A little loud. I want you to come forward. I want you to come down. Some of you, your, your mind is fearful of what's going to happen. God wants to free your mind up. Can you come down and say, you know what? I want to renounce the voice of the world. I want to hear the voice of God. Come on down.
Come on down. In the name of Jesus, you as Pastor Dan, I want to better hear God's voice. Come on down. I want to better hear God's voice. Come on down. Come on. You say, you know what, Pastor? I want God, I want to speak His Word boldly in my life, in my family. Come on down. Come on down. And then finally, say, you know what? I want to move beyond hearing and talking, and I want to start doing. Come on down. If this is you, come on down. Holy Spirit, draw us right now. Spirit of God, move us right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, don't go away from here today without this. So you say, Pastor said, I want to begin to speak the Word of God into my family. Come on down. I want to speak the words of God in my workplace. Come on down. Into my community. Come on down. Into my singleness. Into my church. Come on down. Father, would you speak? Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Spirit of God, begin to flow. Pray in the Spirit, church. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what this is. It's weird. Don't be afraid of God today. He wants to speak into your life today. Spirit of God, I speak your life into every person here today, God. I speak your power, God. Let us speak the Word of God. Come on, church. Worship. Just worship and call on Him right now. Hear the Word. Speak the Word. And do the Word. Hear the Word. Speak the Word. And do the Word. I'm going to begin to pray over. God in your life. Speak to that sickness. Say it's gone. Speak to that fear. Tell it it's gone. That doubt. Tell it to be gone. That stronghold that's holding you back. Tell it it's gone. That thing holding you back at your work, in your schooling. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. We speak to these things in the name of Jesus. We speak to it. We speak to it, God. We speak your words over this nation, over the nations of the world, God. We speak the word of God into our lives, God. God, we, we confess these things. We're forgiven. We're free today. Lord, we will change the world. We will not fear. We will not be anxious anymore, God. We will trust in you. You will enable us. You will empower us. We are fully resourced with everything. We have no insecurity because we see ourselves the way you see us. We will be faithful in our marriages, faithful in our singleness, faithfulness as kids. Lord, we're completely whole, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Father, we are increasing our influence for the favor for the kingdom of God. Lord, we're able to walk in the sacrificial love of Christ to love all people. Father, we have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision we make. And then finally, Lord, we are protected 
from all harm and evil in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak your power and provision and faith in Jesus' name over every person in this room, over this church, God. Let this church, let these people be about your business, God. Let us begin to live that bold dream you have for every person, God. Do your work, God. Do your work, God. Pour out your spirit. Come on, church, don't be afraid right now. Just worship him right now. Call on him. Speak the word of God. Do the word of God. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 the word of God to this Canaan while we are worshiping. This Canaan, and this is for you, okay? Psalm 191. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Listen to this. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Listen to this. You will not fear the terror of night. You don't have to fear when you sleep at night. Amen? Nor, listen, nor the arrow that flies by day, the terrorism, the the things that are happening, nor the pestilence that stalks the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Listen to this. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High, here it is, here's the condition. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No no disaster will come near your tent. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Amen? Stop living in fear. Come on, amen? You are a child of God. He has great purpose for you. Live it. 